Hey, today on episode 481 of the I Am Salt Lake podcast, we chat with our new friends Quinnell and Adrian Dixon from Embrogo Embroidery. Hey, we get to find out all about their Embrogo Embroidery business. We find out what brought their family and their business to Utah. We get to talk about a Kickstarter that they have going on right now. Hey, this was such a great conversation, you guys. I think you're going to enjoy it. We enjoy chatting with the both of them. We really did have fun, but before we share that conversation with you guys, we should probably introduce ourselves. Probably. <laughs> I'm Chrissy Hollifield. Hey, I'm Chris Hollifield. And we're married, just if you didn't know. If you're a longtime listener of this podcast, you probably did know that, and welcome back and thank you for joining us again. If this is your first time listening to this podcast, you might be wondering what it's all about. Well, we're here every week with a brand new episode where we get to showcase awesome people in Salt Lake City, Utah. We get to talk to breweries, distilleries, food truck owners, business owners, authors, tattoo artists, really anyone that might have a cool story to share. All right. Like I said at the beginning, Quinnell and Adrian Dixon from Embrogo Embroidery joined us on this episode to share their story. Thank you so much for listening. Enjoy the conversation. I want to start right off with with uh, with how you guys got into embroidery. I mean, where did that start for you? Let's let's start right there with with the embroidery. Absolutely. So the embroidery niche, right? Well, before it was really a niche, the embroidery space was nothing that I intended on jumping into. That's like anything, right? Like you almost are like you find a small need and just because there's a small need for it, you kind of explore it. So giving you a little bit of backstory, I am a choreographer before an embroidery specialist. I'm a choreographer. And yeah. That is so cool. Yeah. So as we were trying to, or as I rather was trying to um, figure out how to create and generate more income, I was trying to make my own dance brand. I was, you know, selling hats. I was selling shirts. I was trying to do whatever it was I could do. Um, And then we met, I met rather a dance mom who's like, hey, I have an embroidery machine because I realized I was spending like 15 grand a year just in embroidery services rendered. And I was like, how do we cut this cost? So, you know, being an entrepreneur, you're like, hey, how do I do everything? You know, so yep, found a machine. Initially, she gave it to us for free, but we all know how that goes. So she started realizing we were making money, like with the embroidery machine. I was posting on Instagram and she's like, hey, I'm going to need you to send me money or I'm going to have a cease and desist letter. <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> Wait, this lady that let you back. borrow the machine was was telling no, you to send money? Have. She, she, she gave it to you and then it. she wanted okay. you to pay her after yeah. she realized it was valuable. After three or four months, yes, she realized yeah, the yeah. value. And initially, my wife was like, is she serious? What's going on? I was like, you know what? Nothing is free. You know what I mean? So we uh, we ended up paying her the 3000 bucks or whatever it was that she wanted. And then, yeah, we just kind of jumped on this journey of embroidery. And as I, as I was going down this, 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 this lane of embroidery, I wanted to be like, all the embroiderers I saw, right? I Here's a minimum order quantity. This is what you have to get. These are the stitch counts. And as I started to realize that that was not valuable, I wanted to reach out to the person like me. Hey, I only want five shirts done. I only want 10 shirts done. I only want five hats done, seven hats done. And I realized that there was not a space that embroiderers were creating for the little guy who's not even a guy at all yet. You know what I mean? So that yeah, really yeah, sparked you invest a ton of money that. or you can't have it. You know, you know, what's interesting about you saying that Quinnell is when you were talking about, there isn't a place to go for five or 10. That's exactly the reason that I am Salt Lake. Hasn't, we haven't printed up any hats because we haven't had, yeah. you know, the funds yeah. to print 
500 hats up. Yeah. I mean, so this is great. Maybe we, maybe we'll have to, we'll talk yeah. after when we're off here, you know? Oh, absolutely. <laughs> no, I know you guys have your stuff in empire and, yeah. um, and we're, we're firm believers in, Hey, you know, that with your small niche of people, dude, it's going to collect dust, you know, embroiderers yeah. make you do 500 pieces and it's just going to sit on the shelves and collect dust. So we found that we have, we found that small place, especially here in Utah, where, there's a lot of mom and pop businesses that are thriving, doing well, yet they don't have a voice for their merchandise because it's costing them too much just to get merchandise. And it shouldn't have to. We found that that was a really nice boutique boutique niche that we found that, that we excel in. Is that, is that hard? Because, um, you know, you think embroidery shops only do so many bit, like huge orders because it's cost effective. Do you find that it's still cost effective for you to be able to do small runs? Or was that kind of tricky to figure out? Like Quinnell had mentioned, the word boutique. When you go into a boutique, you're not going in there expecting to get the cheapest thing. You're expecting to get the good quality thing. Um, and because our customers are looking for small batch embroidery, we're able to give that to them at a reasonable price, but it's not a wholesale price. Mm -hmm. It's a price that is feasible for us and allows us to live. And it's a quality price with a quick turnaround time. Mm -hmm. It really just depends on the business. We don't, we don't work with companies that are wanting wholesale pricing. Mm -hmm. They can easily go to a different embroidery company and have that stuff done. They could easily go to China and have that done. Mm -hmm. That's not what yeah, we do. We yeah. had to niche down. Um, and that took some time to realize, but Quinnell saw the vision for it right off the bat. And he started this business from the ground up on his own. And as it grew, I saw that, hey, you can't do everything. Let let me see what I could do to help. So, That's so cool um, that you were like jumped on, on board. Oh, it yeah. started so from the bottom. And it's just like, we only have so many things we can juggle. I'm fortunate to be able to be a part of it now. But initially, it was literally this man building it from the ground yeah, up, renovating the, the trailer on his own. I'm working a job. He's and you building guys have the kids, business. Right? And it was just grind and hustle mode. Two yeah. boys, 12 and 7. Yeah. Oh, boy. So they're like active age. <laughs> yeah. That's very yeah. Much and, yeah. Then, and then we were in the middle of moving to Utah as well. Um, Where did you guys move from? San Diego. Oh, it's so pretty down there, but it's cool here too. I, I guess I got kind of lost there a little bit. So back in this embroidery machine, you got this embroidery machine, then you ended up purchasing it from the person. When did it become like a full phone business? Then I guess I there I got kind of lost in yes. there when it became a business. Yeah, and, no, and when we you, gave you the you, whole recap. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> so um, 2017, 2017, we launched this idea, right? Yeah. Or I launched this idea. Our first account was Rip Curl. Okay, Hurley and Rip Curl. Those are and big. Yeah, they are. And you know what? They actually sparked, without knowing it, the idea of small niche embroidery. They hired me to come out by the beach in Huntington Beach or Pacific Beach in San Diego. Hired me to come out. They said, hey, I know this is weird, but would you be interested in bringing an embroidery machine to Pacific Beach and embroidering on the beach on the spot? I was like, that's weird. That's not what all their embroiderers are doing, but okay, I'll do it. So I went down there and all I'm doing is embroidering initials on hats. And they're giving me $10 every hat that I embroider an initial on. And I'm like, this is cake. Like, this is really easy. So 
from there, you know, you try, you try. I had different people. I had different businesses. Hey, I need 500 hats. I did one. I did a few of those. And I was like, I'm literally working for these people. I'm doing 500 hats. I'm literally making 80 cents on a hat, you know, after, after cost and material and whatnot. But since then we've refined, refined, refined. And now, like Adrian said, and like we were saying to you both, we are a premium boutique that predominantly works from zero to about a hundred pieces for the most part, unless it's a sweetheart of a deal. And we'll do more than that if they're willing to pay for it. Right on. I got you. I got you. So, so now you're doing it out of a, out of a, like a camper. Is that kind of, uh, talk about why you decided to do it out of a camper versus like just getting like a, like a warehouse space or an office space or something like that, a little more concrete. Absolutely. So, um, I had this blog that went out and it got no attention, right? It was just an idea thing for me, but I had this blog went out and I said, I'm not, I'm not your stay at home pedal pushing mom and I'm not your corporate introverted guy, right? I was like, I want to make this, I, I, I was basically saying I wanted to go against the grain. Like the idea of a Build-A-Bear. Why do you like Build-A-Bear? Why do kids like Build-A-Bear? Because they see it being built in front of them as an experience. Why do people like going to Krispy Kreme Donuts and putting their kids up on the glass? Because you get to see the donuts being made. So in hindsight, I didn't realize at the time, but I was trying to create an experience with embroidery. I didn't want to be the average embroiderer that did what average embroiderers do. So with that coupling being from San Diego, a lot of businesses are ran in campers and food trucks and a lot of these like kind of cool spaces and hip spaces for two reasons. One, for hip, hip appeal and two, for cost effectiveness, because to open up and build out in San Diego back then at the time and even more now, it's it's impossible unless you have venture capitalists and whatever. So found this trailer at the junkyard for 500 bucks. I told Adrian. I think I like a camper idea. She's like, oh, okay, another one of his ideas, right? Like, even with me, it was like another one of my ideas. <laughs> came home, Chris and Chrissy. She came home from work and there was a camper. <laughs> there was a camper trailer in our driveway that barely fit. This was in San Diego. Barely fit. I'm talking, this thing is eight feet wide. Our our driveway is eight and a half feet wide. Like you couldn't even really walk around it. <laughs> Um, and I just went out and got it, you know, from the junkyard for 500 bucks. And as I got it, it was like, holy crap, what are we going to do with this thing? I had no idea. Right. That it makes sat it for real. Yeah. And it sat for, it sat for about five or six months because I'm like, I have no idea what I'm doing. I'm researching on YouTube. And then this is when it became real to me. I'm embroidering in our garage. The camper's there. I, it's one of those shower moments where you're just kind of in the shower. And I'm like, what's going to be the name of this thing? I'm like, how do you go embroidery, embroidery, leave with it. You take it and bro, and bro go, and bro go embroidery on the go. And then if you look in the middle, it says bro. And I'm like, I'm black embroidery on the go by your bro. It's done. Let's go. Sign me up. (laughs) 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 But just from that light bulb moment of a name, I li- my I don't know why my head just went down. I started figuring out how to how to build this thing out because I'm I'm a brand guy. I love brands. I love the brands that make sense. Like Chrissy, right now you went oh, it just made yeah, sense. It did. It was actually very exciting that it's layered, a layered name. So I had that light bulb moment, and from then, boom, there we go. And that was That's early so twenty. Cool. That was late twenty seventeen. So, like, what what made you guys decide to? 
move up here and bring the business with you? Um, <laughs> we were not thriving in San Diego. I was working my tail off. Quinnell was starting in Brogo. And we just were spinning our wheels way too fast. Yeah. <laughs> um, it's that quality of life thing. We weren't happy. And Quinnell would visit Utah every quarter. And he's like, hey, I actually really like the community in Utah. So we visited as a family. That's awesome. I didn't love it the first time. I was like, oh, I don't really see what you see. Then we left the kids and him and I just visited. And I'm like, you know what? Okay. By that time, I mean, we didn't really have anything tying us down to San Diego. My father had passed. And I'm like, you know what? There's nothing holding us here anymore. Let's go. Let's just go. We'll probably be able to experience more quality of life there because it's not as expensive. And I won't have to work this job that I didn't love um, in banking. And so we moved. And it was like within 30 days, we were like, boom, let's do it. And it's it's been the best decision for our family. Mm -hmm. It's been the best decision for our business. That's awesome. Now, why was Quinnell coming to Utah? What was you saying? He was coming every quarter. Was that for like another business? Was coming to Utah? I was teaching chore- teaching choreography. Oh, here, right here in, in, in Utah, you were teaching it? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, I had no idea what a Utah was. So initially I got booked to come and just teach at like a jam. They call them jams, like a session, right? It was like a... It's a small little event just with the urban community here. But then I got booked to start coming and setting choreography on uh, places like Rocky Mountain uh, Dance and uh, Dance Impressions up in Bountiful. Just a lot of these dance studios where you're setting choreography and they compete with these choreography numbers. And I just really started to see like this community is actually kind of cool. First, it was the, the dance community that I really loved. But then I started to realize when you come like to Sugar House and Liberty Wells and a lot of these different areas downtown, you start to realize that, hey, this almost feels like San Diego, but 50 percent cheaper. <laughs> so, hey, I like that. <laughs> so I was like, we could do that. We could do that. So, And once you find your tribe here. Yeah, you find good tribes here. Like I feel like we we're still refining our tribe, but we do have solids that we're like, hey, you know, these are like, these are our people, you know? So I feel like you can live anywhere. We say it all the time. You can live anywhere in this world just as long as you have your tribe and a, and a community that backs you. And I think that's totally. the, one of the biggest things. So, yeah. Dude, that is so cool, man. You, that is, that, that is, is t- really so you got cool. no family here, nothing, huh? Nothing. Us. We all we got. That's, that's great. <laughs> but that's you know great. what, Chris, I can say this honestly, and Adrian just touched on it a little bit we realized that there was nothing really holding us, right? So my father had passed when I was 22. Adrian, um, her father passed in 2017. My mom is still there. Our family is still there. But it's weird because when you're when you're in California, the only time you really see family and hang out is on Thanksgiving, Mother's Day, Christmas, right? Because everyone is working their asses off to be able to live there. Yeah. That you don't see them. So- it was nothing. It was nothing really different for us moving because that was one of the main questions. What about your family? You're leaving your covering. I was like, but are we? <laughs> you know yeah. what I mean? Because our covering, we hardly saw anyways because we were working to try and make sure that we can actually live by, like, afford everything. So that yeah. was a real defining moment for us. Is people don't want to live leave comfort when it's in actuality. It's comfort. It's complacency. Yeah, it's complacency. It's not the comfort. It's complacency for us anyway. We yeah. were just complacent. And we had to get uncomfortable in a different way to realize, wow, like this is how we can start thriving and this is how we can start building is by freeing up our time. Mm-hmm. 
And it's made all the difference uh, for our kids, for us both to be able to be here and be mm-hmm. present. And Ambrogo has allowed us to do that. I love that because you can like I read this somewhere and I don't remember where, but you can uh, you can always make more money, but you can't make more time. All right, we're going to take just a moment now and talk about one of our awesome sponsors. And I want to remind everybody, when you're supporting our sponsors, you're directly supporting the podcast. Hey, UtahMarijuana.org, they are your number one spot for all things medical marijuana, medical cannabis, CBD, and THC. I want to give a shout out to Tim Pickett. Do you guys remember him way back on episode 420 when we got to talk about medical marijuana here in Utah? Well, now UtahMarijuana.org is our sponsor and their team of medical cannabis experts. They make getting your medical card super easy from your first office visit to navigating the state card application and beyond. With over 20 compassionate and highly skilled qualified medical care providers ready to help you find relief, you won't have to search for a doctor willing to recommend cannabis treatment. The patient experience team at utahmarijuana.org is dedicated to helping you get all the way through the process so you can get your medicine legally. And right now, they're offering an exclusive discount to I Am Salt Lake listeners. Use the code GREEN25 for $25 off your first visit. Use that code. Seriously, write that down. GREEN25 is going to get you $25 off your first visit, and it's going to let them know you came from this podcast, and so you'll be supporting I Am Salt Lake podcast. And if you're in the North Salt Lake Bountiful area, check this out because they have a location right next door to Wholesome Co., which is located at 580 West, 100 North, number four in Bountiful. So depending on where you're located in the valley, if you go to utahmarijuana.org and then click on like the clinics there, they got locations all up and down the Wasatch Front. So so go take a look, utahmarijuana.org. Thank you so much for being our sponsor. Isn't it time that you took control of your own health? utahmarijuana.org. Feel better. So, I mean, you're happy you came to Utah, right? Like, you're, it seems like you're pretty stoked that you came here. I mean, it's everything that you uh, seem to... Everything you hoped yeah, for. Yeah, everything you hoped <laughs> for. I mean, it seems like the community... I'm sure some not so great I parts, mean, before but... we even started chatting, I mean, it sounds like you've, you've met some... some uh, we have some mutual friends and some great people in the community here that have been uh, very supportive of, of what you have going on. So that's great. I'm excited for you because being here, because it's we have such a good, supportive community... All the small business owners, you know, as you've you've noticed, like meeting people, it's a Mm -hmm. it's a very uplifting environment to be able to be do like a boutique style thing in. Absolutely. Let's talk about this Kickstarter you're doing, though, man. Let's talk about this, because as at the time of this recording, it's 16 days still left to go. So we still got probably a week before this launches. So you still got about a week left. So that's the perfect time for for our listeners to get in there, to get involved in there and throw some money. What, uh, yeah. <laughs> tell me, tell me why, why you do what's, tell me about it. Tell me why you're doing it. What, what's going on? Absolutely. So I'll start and then Adrian can definitely jump in on this. So I'm a big, big, big believer in, and some may, some may, you know, say, Hey, you know what? It's your business. You figure it out. But I'm a believer in if you are a community brand, then your community should be the ones helping you essentially thrive, right? I just really love, I love looking at brands that thrive off of community, not like, oh, we got venture capitalists and we got, then becomes such a detached feeling because you're like, well, this isn't about, about where it came from anymore. You know, like we like going to local coffee shops. We don't go to big businesses, chains to eat. 
there's a lot of different facets that we love about small business. And then, you know, you're keeping it in house and bigger than that, you're keeping it in that family. When people buy a piece of an article of headwear from Imbrogo, they're supporting Cassidy and Ellis to be able to do things like go to these skate parks, play sports, have uh, drum lessons. It's, it's deeper. You know what I mean? For us, it's deeper than that business. It's, it becomes more of like the family at that point. So I'm just I really love that. But long story short, jumping into the Kickstarter is we launched this Kickstarter. We are raising 30 grand to move the business from uh, a trailer to a sprinter van. So we actually want to move this into a 2500 extended 177 extended Mercedes uh high top van. And this those is nice. this is yeah, those are nice. And it's for a couple of reasons. One, it's for fluidity, right? We can hop in it and literally leave, right? And um I kind of fought against it because I'm like, dude, vintage trailers are so cool, they're so hip. They're, they're inexpensive. But just yesterday alone, and I'll tell you this, just yesterday alone, my nephew had to help me pull this trailer onto the car. We got it to the location that we set up and we couldn't even get the trailer off because it was stuck. We walked two miles back to my house, like just little stuff like that. And I can only foresee yeah, little inconveniences that add up. Yeah, I can only see I can only foresee more hiccups. Right. We have a friend you might you guys may know him in the community. He goes by Old Cuss Coffee. He actually got inspired to do his trailer after seeing ours. He did a trailer about a month and a half ago. Unfortunately, he was driving through. There was black ice. His truck made it through. His trailer hit the black ice, completely totaled his trailer, his truck, and then his wife was driving behind him. She got out the car to go check on him because he had busted his face up. And then a car hit black ice, hit that car. So it was like just... I don't know. I don't know. I, I feel like the okay? Lord. I just have to know if they're okay. Yeah, they're fine. Okay. Yeah, they're okay. fine. They're good. He got like ten stitches in his mouth, and but his business, literally, his business on wheels is done, and not because of any particular reason, but because of the trailer hitting black eyes and it couldn't handle the skid. Just so I don't know. I, I mean, I call that superstition or call that me looking at signs. Um, but we're like, okay, it's about time, you know? So that was, that's reason number one. Reason number two, and the biggest reason is when you give to this Kickstarter and we get into the Sprinter van, we are not only doing business, but we're building half business, half uh, family to where we can travel all of our, our United States. And COVID really showed us that spending time together as a family, getting out in nature, um, experiencing life in a different way is really huge for our family. So we'll, we'll be able to do that fluid taking our kids around, giving them different experiences, popping up to different events, festivals, and subconsciously we're instilling something in our children to say, hey, mom and dad doesn't have to work a nine to five and then give you the last few moments of our time. You're, you're going to experience life with us and our business with us. Um, and we think that's going to be really helpful. We did a trip to California in this thing. Um, and then we hiked up, we camped up, we did a whole bunch of things going to, to San Diego back home. We did an event in this thing. We slept in this thing. And it was really cool to show the kids that experience. And we're like, let's let's one up this and let's put it in something that's going to be more fluid, more effective and more essentially a peace of mind for our family. I love it. It's like you're creating a family business. So then when your kids get older, man, maybe they can, you know, carry the legacy a little bit there, you know, and, and, uh, see where it goes. They just know they have options, man. I feel like in the, in the climate of, of life that we're in now, you can see, and you can hear a lot of negativity, especially centered around, hold on, 
especially centered around um, urban communities and black business, not even black business, being just African-American in this in this world, you see a lot of things are like, it's almost like we have, we're, you know, we're counted against. We have so many obstacles, obstacles to overcome. We're getting killed. Like there's a lot. And it's like to not even not even desensitize our children to it because we talk about it, but we also want them to know that you can thrive. You can be a young black boy in America running a business. You can travel, you know, you know what I mean? So I think yeah. it's really instilling a lot of those principles and values that we hold dear to us as well. That's going to help our kids know that, Hey, yes, it's crazy out there in this world. And these are some of the things that you'll run into, but you can also overcome these obstacles and things and be a young black man in this world and thrive as well. I love that. Like you're, you're doing everything and considering about how you're empowering your sons with it, which is really cool. I don't think a lot of people do that. We decipher a lot of our decision-making based on the kind of, what do you say all the time? We just want to do what? Raise what? We want to, we want to raise decent human beings and (laughs) well-rounded human beings. That's like a really good goal, you guys. Way to do it. (laughs) Believe it or not, being a family of color, being a BIPOC family, we have to try that much harder because it's sad to say that in many cases, the odds have been um, in opposition of us. However, that is a motivating factor that fuels us to want to bring the best efficiency to the market that we're in. So another reason why we feel as though it's important for us to get out of the trailer and into a sprinter van is so that we can create a more efficient process um, in terms of giving our customers a premium experience when they are purchasing with us and better fluidity all around. It's, it's going to make for a greater Imbrogo brand experience when we can get out of the trailer, this wonderful trailer that has served a great purpose um, and next level it in a sprinter van. That's not going to be the end of anything. That would just be the beginning. Mm -hmm. We have ideas, franchising ideas, ideas to grow it big. And in order to do that, we have to take it to the next level. That's really what it comes down to. You guys are like a real disruptor in the space. So I can, I can see that happening easily like you could yeah. easily build out and franchise because this is it's such a disruptor like you said like build a bear is a disruptor to teddy bears right you know it's something that's really cool and only you do yeah i haven't seen anyone do it yet let's talk about some of these rewards you got some cool rewards for your kickstarter too to maybe kind of entice some of our listeners to oh, yeah. uh come and uh, become a kickstarter you know help out a little bit about that i don't know if you want to kind of quickly go over any of your rewards Let's quickly, let's quickly do that. I actually, I'm pulling them up as we speak. Okay. I do love the picture okay. of you guys on your Kickstarter page. It is so cute. It's just adorable. <laughs> you. you know, what's funny, man, is that I realized, I realized that, you know, obviously like doing this brand alone for a while, it was working. It was fine. But the moment like my pretty wife joined all of a sudden people were like oh this is really cool husband and okay. wife I'm like, she's so gorgeous anyone who's listening and not looking you are so gorgeous Thank you. it's true and Cornell, that's how i felt when i brought chrissy in man that's how i felt i was like finally finally this podcast makes sense now man yeah that's, that's how yeah. you know honestly being able to free up Quinnell is the visionary behind. He's a visionary through and through, right? He 
is a pull the trigger type of dude. Anything that he like, any thought that he has, you can guarantee that that idea is coming into fruition some way or another. He's just that type of dude Thank and he inspires you, me in that way. I'm very much so a, uh, <laughs> a, a logical person who thinks myself out of things quite a bit. So I say all of that to say that when I was able to offload, when he was able to offload these frivolous things that are actually very important to keeping a business going, when he was able to offload them, our business experience, our customer experience, mm -hmm. just, it went up mm -hmm. because I specialize in customer service. That's what I, where I come from. Um, and so when I was able to take over the customer experience side of things, that created a more pleasant experience through and through for our customers. Mm -hmm. And Quinnell can actually start working on the, he's a great networker. So building the network, um, getting out into the community and, mm -hmm all of the other things that will grow the business in a different way. Yeah. I love that. You guys you divide and conquer because you have different talents and different skills. Absolutely. That's the way to do I, it. I think that's hard, man. Chris, I, I see a lot of the creativity that you have as well. And I think that's really hard to say, I'm going to almost give up parts of like this baby that I've built, you know, when a lot of people that want to tag team, they, they just want to do it in the best interest of what you're doing, but it's really hard to be able to say, okay, I'm going to offload this because it is a pride thing. Well, and it's tough because you, it's your, you know what you want, you see the vision and it can be scary to bring other people in who may not have the same vision because yeah. You, yeah. you know what you want to do. And it's like, if anyone else messes it up, then it's not what you wanted. So, exactly. you know, but then it's like, and then delegation is important. It's a very tricky thing. Mm -hmm. So these rewards before, before okay, we rewards. forget the re rewards for uh, Kickstarter, before we get too sidetracked here. Yeah, <laughs> I'm, I got it right here. It looks like you got quite a few, man. I'm going to let you just kind of run down it. Yeah, I'll be quick with it. So, you know, if you donate 10 bucks, you get a you get a you get a virtual written letter from us. <laughs> it's, it's straight. It's straightforward. You know what I mean? It's like it's almost like I called it the I barely know you pledge because it's like, dude, everyone has 10 bucks. Stop going to Starbucks once. Uh, give us 10 bucks and we'll send you just a thank you, right? You donate 25 bucks. That's that bronze medal pledge. And what that bronze medal pledge is, is you basically get uh, two pens. So you get two enamel pens that basically says, I back in Brogo. You're basically showing, hey, you know what? I get behind this. It's worth 25 bucks. And then we also do, check this out, a written letter, not a virtual one now. So now you get our personal penmanship. Oh, wow. <laughs> On top of that, <laughs> for 25 bucks. Adding to that fifty dollar, same two, same two rewards at the beginning, um, and then we give you a social media shout out, just letting you know in our community and our sphere of influence that we acknowledge you. A uh, hundred bucks, similar, it's the same three rewards uh, above, but then you also get a customer embroidered hat by Embrogo. Um, if you give two fifty, the same four that we gave you before. Now you get fifteen percent off for an entire year. So you have all of the rewards that we said before. We give you 15% off of your purchases for an entire year on Embrogo. Um, these last three are really good. Uh, if you give 500 bucks, you get everything that we mentioned previously. And then now you get a custom hat with your own fabrication. So with your own name, the, you know, the Chris or, or the Chris and Chrissy Hollifield or whatever you want to name it, you get that on our website. You also get that with a $750 reward, but you become a VIP 20% off for life customer. 
So you give 750, you get 20% off of your of your deal every time you come to our website. And then the last one, which is my personal favorite, obviously, because it's a thousand bucks. But <laughs> with that thousand dollar investment, you get everything that we've stated before, the 20% off for life, a custom hat with your name on it. Um, you also get the name of fame, which is we basically etch your name into a piece of our trailer. I mean, <laughs> not trailer, a piece of our sprinter van. So that you basically, you rolling with us for life. You know what I mean? Literally, That's you roll cool. with us for life. And then there's a, a three a three course meal private dinner that we're going to do with everyone that was a $1,000 backer. I um, mean, you get you get the inside of, you know, where we're forecasted to go first. The events that we're doing. Just, you know, the inside scoop of everything. So that's just a quick rundown of those rewards. Um, and if you go to the Kickstarter, which I'm sure there's going to be a link to, you can look more in depth on what those rewards entail as well. Yeah, I'll put that link at IamSaltLake.com uh, with this episode, um, with the show notes there, with the links and everything. So if people, you know, don't can't find it otherwise, you can go there to IamSaltLake.com with this episode exactly. and click it there. I mean, that's great. I mean, is this your first Kickstarter that you've ever done? Have you done a Kickstarter in the past? So this is our second one. Our first one was actually for the renovations of this trailer. We were asking for 4000 bucks. We got 5200 and that just goes to show right there that, you know, your community will stand up for you. And not to mention, Chrissy kind of alluded to it earlier, it makes it more serious, right? So when people give you that money, one, they're expecting a reward, but they're also expecting a return on that investment because they want you to show them what you're doing. So that that actually that built out this trailer for our first one. So then we say, you know what, we're going to quadruple the ask. And we're asking for 30 now. So now it's at first people backed it on just a prototype idea. But now people know it's it's concrete now. So that's why we feel asking this isn't really anything out of the ordinary or out of the oh, blue. No. It's, you're it's you're just leveling brand. up. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. And and I guarantee the community is happy to help, you know, it, yes. how we can. Off the top of your head, do you have any advice for someone that might launch? Like, what do you know now from doing a Kickstarter that you could give advice to somebody who might be starting one, who might be launching one. Do you know, do you know what I mean? Does that question make sense? Someone who's never done well, a Kickstarter and has thought yeah, about man, it. Yeah, man. Cause I, cause I think about him from time to time, even like what advice would you give me if I wanted to do a Kickstarter? I have two good pieces of advice that I'm actually going through right now. Have no expectation for who you think is going to give to it. No expectation at all. I was going, I was like going through my memory bank and I'm like, as many friends as I as say that they're my friends or as many friends as I have, you would think they'd give five, 10 bucks. But when you have that expectation, what do you do with that expectation? You expect them to, to show up. And when they don't, you're let down. And then you almost question the friendship. Don't do that. Have no expectation <laughs> as number one, because if that expectation is not met, then you take it personal. And when you take it personal, it has nothing to do with that person at that moment. It has everything to do with what you said in your own mind. Um, and then the second thing, have faith and patience. I look at this thing probably every 30 seconds uh, <laughs> just to see what the heck is going on on here. And I, you just can't. You just have to believe that your community is going to back you. You have to believe that you're going to get on things like I am salt. Like I was Chris I, and Chrissy. I was 100 percent sure that this would not make this episode would not make it in time. Right. Like I was just almost oh, sure in my topic. head. I was like, you know, and then it was actually cool because when I launched it, I I forgot for a second. Oh, man, midway through, we're going to be on the podcast. That would be rad if we can actually make it 
for the community. And you just said it'll make it for the community. So, you know, what I mean, just having faith and certain processes are the two biggest things. Have no expectation, number one. And second, have faith and have patience in the process that you're you're hoping to get a good return on. And I think you could put that in any aspect of your life. I was just going to say that. That's like really good life advice, too. That's good life advice, man. Because that's what, like, even Chrissy and I, man, that's like my biggest problem is I can get really anxious because so often I live like too far in the future, man. Like, I am like too far ahead. I'm like, I got to just be right where I'm at today, man. I can't worry about six months down the road. I can't worry about. You know, and because I'm always saying, even if you plan everything out and you have all of your ducks lined up, something's going to come and just knock them all over. We we came up with we had this thing. I forgot what we were reading, but it was just a simple quote that we said to each other. And I don't know if you remember it, but it is what it is. It is what it is. <laughs> Literally, it is what it is. Yeah, you get you so get true. what you you get what you want. You're you're striving for it. Okay, it is what it is. Or something bad happens, and you're like, I wasn't expecting this. It is what it is. And I think that way you don't have these, these peaks and valleys of life where you're like, I'm so holding on to this. Like right now, we're going through the process of wanting to buy a home. And we went by the house today, and we're like, and in my mind, I'm like, it is what it is. If it happens, it it is what it is. If it doesn't, it is what it is. What will be, will be. Yeah. Especially <laughs> right now in the housing industry, right? Oh Especially <laughs> right now. Like, yeah, I don't, uh, I'm not jealous of anybody crazy. out there right now trying to yeah. look for a house. Yeah. From, at least from what I've heard. At least from what I hear out there, you know. Yeah. So. Oh, yeah. point. We're not looking, but. <laughs> yeah. You're getting snatched up left and right. <laughs> it's so crazy. Do you, yeah. do you see yourself ever getting into like screen printing or any of the other aspects of, cause a lot of times embroidery, people kind of get into screen printing and, uh, other similar types of engraving. Maybe, I don't know if you plan on doing anything there. We like being able, so have you ever, and <laughs> now, well, no, um, for me and for Quinnell, when we go into restaurants and the menu's too large, we get overwhelmed. Yeah. Right. And we're yeah. like, I don't know what to get. Oh my gosh, what's even good on this menu? They don't get to focus on just a few items because they have so many items to make. Mm -hmm. um, and I think that affects quality. Yeah. Ultimately, we don't plan on expanding and doing screen printing. We had a heat press for a while and it was more of a headache yeah. um, <laughs> to use that heat press to get a few hundred dollars here and there. Yeah, We'd rather focus on perfecting this craft yeah. of embroidery it's working mm -hmm. and our customers are coming and they know what they they know what to expect from us. Mm -hmm. I like to, you know, Chris, and I'll, I'll just want to add to them a piggyback. If you're, I feel like if you're an amateur at a lot of things, you're not a master at one thing, mm, That's a good word. you know, and very I feel true. like, very true. you know, I feel like if you're a master at one thing, like I, I say this all the time, I want to create and we want to create a Chick-fil-A style business. Dude, <laughs> they started with a chicken sandwich for 20 years. Before they made a McNugget. I don't know if you guys know that. Not a McNugget. Mm -mm. I mean, I a didn't. McNugget. Why did I say a McNugget? A, a chicken enough. nugget. <laughs> they did 20 years of a chicken sandwich. And wow. people were saying, hey, why don't you do this? Why don't you do this? Why don't you now offer burgers? Why don't you offer fried? He's like, we are the home of the chicken sandwich. You know? Or like the In-N-Out uh, the in and out effect. You got number one, number two, number three. I, I wrote that down because I was going to say that and you stole my line. <laughs> I was like, you guys are totally the in and out of embroidery. That's like, yes, you, know, you know, that's what made them. Yeah. And you just know what to expect. So I, and again, in, in my psyche, I never realized how much I love simplicity, but I, 
I realized that it's starting to show up more and more as as I age and as we as we start to, to continue this brand, you realize, man, simplicity literally is king. You know, so even and, and to to niche down even more, we're headwear specialists. So we actually don't even offer really all forms of embroidery. We're really headwear specialists. Well, we really do hats and beanies. And we've been able to do great, you know what I mean, in just that space. And again, people all the time, now you guys need to do sports coats and sports jackets and blankets. And then we're like, but do we? To add to that, yeah. it's like having, it's like in and out secret menu. The yeah. secret menu is we can do the other things and we do. If you ask. <laughs> but it's on that secret menu. Yeah. That <laughs> You're totally not makes see sense. It on the site. Yeah. I like yeah. that. I like that. I mean, because otherwise, then you got to have all those pieces and available. You got to start, you know, having all that inventory mm-hmm. and, you know, and then all the franchise. You and- want to package a bow that's easy to comprehend. If I walked up to you and said, hey, I want to sell you this franchise, but what do you guys have? Well, we're headwear specialists, but we also do blah, 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 blah. You're like, all right, well, what about sizes? Oh, okay. Then you got a thousand different SKUs and then you have, and then you have, and then there's so many layers to that where you're like, I don't think I want this package anymore because this package is more of a time bomb than an actual package. Yeah, You know what I mean? There's so many layers behind it. So package it here. We're headwear specialists. Sweet. Done deal. There it is. I love this because you, it's kind of, you guys are doing what I am hopeful we will all work towards in the future where we're moving away from industrialization of products and, you know, more like almost going back to the old days where you had a specialty and you do a really good job at it. And then you appreciate everyone else who does it. And we kind of lost that during being America because whatever. Well, I don't know. And and I know growing up, my mom was like, learn as much as you can because the more stuff you know, the more money you can make. And the older I get, the more I I agree with the mentality of of just specialize in something, man. Because if you special, if you do everything, then no, you you be a jack of all trades is a trade of nothing in my, you know, like you say, I don't know. You can do anything, but you can't do everything. Yeah. So I feel like I'm being a mom. No, 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 no. You're, (laughs) you're being, Let's, uh, we got to shift gears, directions to Salt Lake City. We have some Salt Lake City questions we ask on every episode. So we're going to have fun asking the both of you today. Uh, but I'm sure you have family and friends that come up and visit from San Diego, from California, right? And we have like, a nephew here right now. Yeah. yeah. So he's like, he, right he's, he's show us around, right? He's like, take us around, show us around. Mm-hmm. What, uh, do you, what's the, what's the Dixon tour, right? What's the Quinnell? That's actually a really fancy name. The, the Dixon t- tour. I like it. <laughs> Street tacos. Street tacos. Street tacos. I am so impressed with the <laughs> variety of taco stands in Salt Lake City. Like, come on. It's yeah, amazing. they're so, so good. Especially all of our uh, friends and family coming from San Diego. <laughs> yeah. um, we're like, no, you got to try Mexican food in Utah. <laughs> and you know what? <laughs> Are they pretty impressed with it when they come up? They and are. what do they say? They all they are. They, they all, all are. are. They all are. And so were we coming here. Here's my quick thing about tacos. It's so many. It's so like minuscule, but it's it's important. We we come from the part of San Diego where you throw a rock and you're in Tijuana, right? Like <laughs> literally, <laughs> yeah. like literally, right? So okay. we've like held this esteem of our Mexican food. But let me one up you really quick. I think the Mormon culture got it figured out. They went directly to Mexico. <laughs> the heart of Mexico. They did. They opened up. Bring people to Utah. 
to make Mexican food. So I'm like, yo, we 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 kind of pulled on Tijuana, but they went to Mexico City. <laughs> you know, okay, that's hilarious because that's <laughs> right. So all, all these like missions, they're going to Brazil. They're going to like real places. All these Latin Americans. Yeah, and they're bringing over yeah. people. So that's my take about that. Hey, I, I love it. I, love I won't it. complain. More diversity yeah. makes me happy. You know, it's bring everybody. Yeah, I love it. Were you done? I'm sorry. I noticed We're, that with the. Okay. I love the refugee community here too. I love yeah. that Utah. Oh my gosh, there are some amazing things. They're mm-hmm. just bringing so much like culture and diversity. I love it. Mm-hmm. So to answer your it's question really cool. a little further from me, Chris, um, one thing that I think if you're visiting Salt Lake or you live here or whatever really take advantage and i can't even pinpoint one in particular but take advantage of the outdoor scene <laughs> here i know that's so vague but there's a couple of hikes right how right out here uh um it's called in inside or whatever inside peak inside peak is a good one that i like adrian and my seven-year-old did the living room one Loved i it. i couldn't finish it the I, living room hike is so great yeah that was rough for me i couldn't finish it that sounds one sounds <laughs> comfy <laughs> living room hike? Living room I'm hike. not a hiker. This is, you know, all new to me. Yeah, but you know what? I, I say really taking advantage of the sun, you know what I mean, when you're here, uh, especially when you live here, because COVID, I think we, COVID really showed us that when people stopped hanging out, especially during the winter, you're like, oh man, this is rough. Because normally during the wintertime, you're doing game nights, you're, you know, you're trying to go inside recreation centers and play basketball, like things that are inside. Um, but when the, the sun comes out, pickleball is great. Mm-hmm. Okay. okay. You got to write that down. Pickleball Everyone out here plays so pickleball. Oh I've never my. even heard of it until I came out here. I didn't. <laughs> You'd love it, I think, if you like something similar to tennis. Yeah. If you like, yeah. if you like tennis, listeners that are on here are listening right now. If you like tennis and you like ping pong, uh, yep. ping pong, they had a baby named Pickleball. It's the middle version. The court is in the middle of a tennis court, and the paddles are about a half of a size larger than a ping pong paddle. That's essentially pickleball. Okay. Right Sounds right up my alley. I got to give that a whirl. No, yeah, so nice good. and easy. I mean, for me, not you. <laughs> you mentioned street tacos. Any other favorite local eating spots that you guys like? I wouldn't really call it local anymore because they've grown so much, but crumble cookies is my jam. (laughs) I saw saw that they're popping up in Nashville when we were out there. They have a spot opening up in San Diego. Like they're Mm -hmm. all over the map now, but crumble cookies is legit. One that's one. I think that's um, being utilized a lot more now. And I wouldn't really call them small anymore is Mobetas. Mobetas. Solid. Oh, yeah. solid and spilled milk oh. oh my gosh okay please let me give you a sweet excerpt because i really love these guys spilled milk they just opened up their first location in the ninth and ninth um and it's cereal infused ice cream so <gasps> you're yeah it's it's weird what? you're like why didn't people think of this before right it's just That's vanilla such a ice good idea. Cream. it's vanilla ice cream with your favorite cereal in it wow. and then they and they blend it but they still make it like a soft serve. And then they give you a variety of cones, like a red velvet cone to put it in, matcha. a coconut cone, a matcha cone. Uh, just ridiculous, dude. Ridiculous. We got to bring them on the podcast. Oh my I, gotta, I, I spilled milk. Yeah, I gotta dude, you got to get spilled milk. Marvin is, he's a, and he has a really great story. He played for the Pittsburgh Steelers. Um, no kidding. Oh, wow. he's a football player. And yeah, he has a really good story. He's awesome. So 
I can give you a wow, context. That is fascinating. Wow. So we got, I should bring him on a podcast just to talk about old Pittsburgh Steelers. Well, I should go with yeah. his ice cream. <laughs> and you know what? He, he, he did a year in a trailer. He started his first trailer, ended up having seven trailers within one year. Opened up in ninth and ninth, right when COVID hit. He's like, "This is sweet. This is a great time. I'm going to open up right now in the middle of winter." And then now he's working on the second location just seven months later. Like it, ridiculous. The dude is just insane. Well, it's such a good idea. Who doesn't want? I mean, come on. No, that's great. Like <laughs> cereal, it's the best, and yeah. ice cream, it's the best. <laughs> they're be- they're best together. Yeah. yeah. Is there anything that you would change about Utah or Salt Lake City if you could? Like, let's say you had uh, that ability and however you interpret it, whether that's like a big thing, a little thing, I don't know. Is there anything you would change? I would completely do away with the east and west divide. I would love to see more black people in Sugar House. (laughs) No lie. I would love to just diversify all of Salt Lake Mm -hmm. rather than having that east-west divide. Mm -hmm. I would like it to be just more of an urban and progressive and open loving feel. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's getting there. Like, yeah, it it's is. There. It's it happening. Is. I know. I, I'm sure you've seen the biggest Slow change moving. in the yeah. last 10 years. I would like to see that, though. Like yeah. You assume everyone we that's want ethnic. Our boys to, we don't yeah. want our boys to grow up feeling different. Even down to sports, dude. Like, I, I, I had someone say, like, my kids, my, my 12-year-old started playing basketball a little while ago. And they're like, you want to take him to Rose Park because that's where – they really play basketball. You're like, <laughs> you're like, why Rose Park? And then you soon find out it's because if you're black or African or some type of cultural background, they live in Rose Park or Glendale, right? So, and, and and we've also experienced the opposite where we live in Sugar House, right? Like we we work our asses out to be able to say, you know what? Like we can live wherever the heck we want to out here, right? Like we want to be able to be a part of whatever community we want to. And I've it's gone down to the fact where I've had someone ask, oh do you live around here? Not where do you live, but do you live around here? You know? So mm. just kind of like that small mindedness that's still prevalent. It, it, it doesn't bug me much, but just the fact to say, do you live here? Not where do you live? Right. So I don't know. Yeah. We need to get to the point where like, we're all humans and <laughs> that's all there is. Like we just are people and we can love each other and maybe there's some jerks. Yeah. Stay away from them. Love, love our differences. Absolutely. Yeah, exactly. Just like embrace it. Appreciate it. I think we're going to do it. We're going to do it. You guys have me all motivated. I don't know what I'm going to do. Whatever you guys do, I support well, you. Guys you guys are doing it right now with the Adam Salt Lake. I don't, yeah. I, I, I want to keep saying this and I'm not, they didn't pay me people on this. They didn't pay me to say any of this, but <laughs> what I am, advertising. Is, this is not a paid ad. Uh, but I just really, I really love the diversity that you guys bring to this podcast like the different like you guys know even some of our people like like jeremy and monique you know with um with market source and like just like the little different things that you start to realize if you i talked to someone about this a while ago i feel like a prerequisite to being in utah is you have to listen to the i am salt lake podcast before you move i like that <laughs> before, you move, cool. <laughs> before you move listen to it you start to realize i'm like damn I should have heard some of these episodes a year ago so I would have known what to do and how to navigate because people's experiences are going to tell you faster than Google can. 
you know? So, yeah. And that's exactly what I was hoping when I created this show. Yeah. And know? I mean, both of us, we were transplants and we both lived here for about 20 years yeah. before we even found kind of our tribe, you know, wow. it's, it takes a long time to figure out where you like, like what people you want to be around yeah. and what places yeah. you like. And yeah, it's, it's hard. Yeah. So we you did guys look for a while. A yeah. Oh, I didn't. Oh yeah, yeah, we're married. We're married. We're married. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're married. We're married. We're we've in been, the same room. We've been I married. Love for, I love this yeah. podcast even more now. Yeah, oh. yeah, 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 yeah. We're married. We're we're married. We've been married. Uh, gosh, next month May will be four years. Four, four years. years? Four, I'm pretty sure it's four years, right? Probably. Yeah. <laughs> four years. You know, four years. We've been married. What's funny about her saying that is I never knew that you guys, like I kept, uh, I, you guys almost alluded, but you guys weren't like, I'm Chris Hollyfield and I'm Chrissy Hollyfield and we're married. You know, I just never really, <laughs> I didn't know your drop. I've started I know saying your it recently. Drop. Yeah. <laughs> like another yeah, drop, I'm like, I you didn't know, know you guys are married. And for oh, a okay. funny. Before okay. a while, yeah, I know, I definitely knew for the last Yeah, yeah, yeah. Years, yeah. If you're listening, we could be siblings. Chris yeah. and Chrissy Hollifield can be. <laughs> yeah. Like, <laughs> I thought you yeah. guys were funny joke. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's a new drop, like, Chris. This is Chris. Yeah. This is Christy, and we're married. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We're going to do that. We'll do that. Marriage co- a podcast. No, I don't I'm know just if kidding. that's what they're going for. We did a dating podcast, actually, when we first started dating. We did a dating podcast sharing kind of scary dating stories it was but, successful uh, so we had to take it down because <laughs> got some of my old some of my old exes got a little mad that i shared some of the stories but i didn't oh, tell their name we didn't i didn't say their name you know but uh <laughs> no he had an ex who stole his identity yeah and he told the story and did not say who it was and she, like years later she somehow listened and like came after him i'm like whoa oh my god well that's definitely a story you've got to tell so yeah. it means yeah, huge. Is there anything is, before we wrap this episode up? Is there anything that you guys were hoping we'd have a chance to talk about that we didn't? I know we just kind of skimmed the surface on everything. I know your Kickstarter and your whole company, but I mean, is there anything you wanted to make sure we talked about? I, I think, I mean, for my, for me, dude, honestly, I, like I said, I've been, and I told you on Instagram that I've just been, I've, I've reached out maybe three or four times over the past two years, and we're just, at least for me, like, I'm honored to just be able to be. Um, and I'm, I can speak for the both of us just to be able to be on this podcast with you guys really and share and knowing that we have something valuable to offer to our community, to our sphere of influence and to the world, you know? So I think that in itself is just, it's huge enough to know that you're making an impact. You're doing something that's, that, that's, that's worthy and, uh, you're going to continue to grow in it. So thank you for seeing the value in that and responding back and saying, Hey, we'd love to get you guys on because I feel like you guys do hold the podcast to a certain esteem, not just letting anybody on. So we appreciate just the opportunity to be able to do that and do an update maybe after the Kickstarter and say, Hey, this is where we're at now. Yeah. That would be really cool. Yeah. We did that with Watchtower, I think. Yeah. Too. Yeah. No, we yeah, watched Watchtower a couple yeah. times yeah. on the show. Oh, sauce. I just, it's so good. <laughs> the Tongan caramel sauce. Oh my gosh. It's so good. <laughs> I haven't hey, tried we'd it. We'd love to have, have you guys over this summer for like a bond bonfire. Yeah. We can do, hang that all, too. do all the things. Oh my gosh. That'd be so fun. Yeah. I, I'm down. We're down. That would Let's be so it. fun. And uh, our son's a drummer, too. I heard you say drums. So Our seven-year-old's playing drums. He yeah. just started taking oh, lessons so at cute. Slam, which is a local non... Like, it's a non-profit um, that... They're great. Yeah. That's so cool. But if your son I'm ever wants about to them. make a little money teaching lessons, I mean... Yeah, we'll do that. How old is your son? How old <laughs> he is he actually 
does. He actually, t- uh, he'll be, he'll be 16 in June. Yeah. Right yeah. On. And oh. he wants to be a drum teacher, like a drum set teacher. Wow. Well, he so. can practice on our boy. He tears it up. Hey, I'll talk to him. I'm serious. Yeah. He would be so excited. Have him work I wish. together have him create a rate sheet. Yeah. <laughs> and we'll then just let you us know. know. <laughs> I'm on Thank it. You guys. Chrissy has a final question that she asks everybody that comes through here. I'm going to let her ask the both of you. Thank you again for doing the podcast. We'll catch up down the road. See how everything's going with the embroidery. Yeah. Oh my gosh. You guys are so much fun to talk to. Thank you. Thank you so much. And I love what you're doing. Um, before we let you go, could you leave us with a motto or a piece of life advice that you live by, or you wish that everyone else would live by? We're going to leave you guys, listeners, Chris, Chrissy, even with ourselves, to remind ourselves every day, smile. smile. Shit, Shit could, could be, be worse. worse. <laughs> 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 All right. Thanks again to Quinnell and Adrian Dixon for joining us on this episode of the podcast. They were so much fun to talk to. And uh, we had some fun off the air, too. All of the links that we mentioned this conversation can be found with this episode's show notes on our podcast website, which is at IamSaltLake.com. And to find this episode, type IamSaltLake.com slash 481 into your browser. Hey, and while you're on the website, dig through some of those back episodes, share some of them on your favorite social media outlets. That way you can help this podcast grow and get in front of more people. But I do want to mention a couple of other ways that you can support the podcast. These are always good ways that you could support this podcast. Help us grow. Help us get in front of more people because uh, we can always use some more listeners, right, guys? Hey, a few ways you can support the podcast. You can leave us a five-star review in Apple Podcasts. We love reading these. We love seeing them. Uh, I know new listeners love reading them to find out if they want to find out about the, uh, the or if they want to listen to the podcast or not. So go leave us a five-star review in Apple Podcasts. You can also become a Patreon supporter. Really easy to do. Go to patreon.com slash I am Salt Lake and then uh, support us that way. Otherwise, have a great week. Get out and enjoy the city. Support local. And we're going to see you next week on the next episode of I am Salt Lake podcast. And good night, Grammy.